This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Still with the education file, though, I wanted to get back into that. And, uh, you know, this impasse that is disrupting people's lives. And uh, we know that the teachers, secondary teachers, have walked out in Toronto and eight other boards across the province. The province has dug in its heels. Annie Kidder is the executive director and founder of People for Education. She weighs in with her thoughts. Annie, good afternoon and welcome to the Oakley Show. Good afternoon, John. Annie, i got to ask, I mean, uh, we're at an impasse. Could you suggest a practical solution to getting around this? Oh, if only I knew. If only I could wave a magic wand. Um, I, I'm not sure. There's always that danger that everybody backs themselves into corners and doesn't have a kind of exit strategy, and that definitely is a danger. I think that for us as an organization, we've been looking at it more from a kind of overall point of view. So uh, what were the funding changes that were announced in the spring? How big are the funding cuts? And they're, they are significant. Um, and then is there a way during a time when, you know, there's a bit of winning of points try going on to continue to have a conversation about education. You know, okay, what's going to make a difference to students' education and what do we need to be paying attention to in this sometimes, you know, a pretty capital P political kind of debate. All right. You know, you said the profound funding cuts earlier in the year, uh, and then you look, you know, because you talk about the quality of education or the outcomes, were we better served by the Win McGinty approach? I mean, they increased uh, the teachers' work uh Forced by 14,000, if I've got it right, yet enrollments declined by about 110,000 students. So, I mean, at the end of the day, were we getting more value or better bang for our buck? Well, I think it's it's a it's hard to quantify in that way. So some of the increases to numbers of teachers uh, went into having much much lower class sizes uh, in the elementary grades and having all day kindergarten. That's where most of it is. And it's also important now to know that enrollment isn't declining anymore. Now it's going up uh, again. So and I don't think you can go. It was worse or better under one government or the other. But I think it is worrying that even understanding it is important to balance the books and it's important to be fiscally responsible. I guess, you know, from our point of view in education, it's also important to remember it's an investment. And and if we look at how Ontario schools are doing now, they're doing pretty well. The graduation rates are up. Our scores are good. We just had the PISA announcements, you know, the international tests, Ontario in the top 10 in in the world in, in reading, writing, science, and math. So... Is is this a good time to start to sort of take things away? But I think the biggest worry for high school, as a a person who pays attention to the impact on education, is that the cuts to the numbers of teachers, so teacher positions in the province, which still, despite some changes, stand at like well over 3,000 teacher positions lost, is that it's going to have an impact on students in terms of uh, their course choices, how many kind of grown-ups there are in a school. And these days, it's 2019, and we know nobody's going to have a nice linear path through life. They're probably going to change jobs a lot of times. They may go to, you know, be in a, do an apprenticeship, go to college, go to university, go back to college. And we want them to keep as many doors open as possible in high school. So the worry from, from our perspective is, uh, you know, can, you, can you, uh, you know, cut this amount of money out of the system and still maintain the quality of the education. Well, all right. Annie Kidder is with us again, exec director and founder of People for Education. You know, uh, the impasse seems in large measure to be based on compensation, whereas, you know, the Ford government uh, passed the bill. There's a blanket cap on public sector workers at 1%. QP uh, went along with that, the uh, education workers, the first settlement that they made. Uh, But, you know, Harvey Bischoff and the unions are suggesting uh, they're not going to climb down from 2%. 
So how do you feel? I mean, if we're to maybe see a give and take here, uh, should the unions make a concession, say, okay, uh, we'll take the 1%, but whatever savings or some savings thereof uh, you can put into, again, buttressing the quality of education. Does that sort of make sense to you? Well, I think that, you know, obviously it's a negotiation, so there there does have to be give and take. It's important to know, even with the QP settlement, that there's a kind of I don't. I can't use the word "me too" anymore. But there, there's a clause in there that says whatever everybody else gets, we get too. Mm-hmm. So they're not stuck with the one percent. And it's also important to remember one percent is below inflation, so it's really a salary cut. But I would assume, but I don't know anything about it, and I'm not trying to pick a side here. That the negotiation is over. Where can we have movement? Can we, you know, there was a really big cut. Uh, can we put back some of those teaching positions? Uh, can we look even at, you know, there's a lot of discussion about the online learning. Uh, it has very high student-teacher ratio in it, which is another way of, um, you know, cutting down on teacher positions. Is there stuff that we can do there? But it, and, it, and it is hard right now because we're all on the outside listening, and there's, like, you know, a fair amount of posturing going on. And hopefully both sides have strategies for, uh, you know, how to get themselves out of this. This is the, the danger is when everybody digs in and everybody's determined just to win. Um, and there is a saying about any idiot can bargain a strike um, that real, real negotiations about, are about trying to bargain a settlement. And so hopefully that's, you know, that is, that's everybody's end game is figuring out a way to settle. But from our position, it is really important that we understand that part of this is about the quality of education. And, and we should all be paying attention to this. Kids in school or not or whatever, this is our, our next generation we're talking about here. And we want to make sure that they are educated in as broad a way as possible. Well, Annie, you know, you cited the online learning component, which is something that Minister Lecce brought in originally proposing four mandatory credits before of the 30 when you graduate Mm -hmm. high school. It's down to two now. Uh, He made the suggestion as well in defense of this idea that, uh, you know, this would open up uh, all kinds of, I guess, secondary avenues for learning kids, you know, financial literacy and so on and so forth. And so in a way, I guess he's trying to present this as an innovative way of learning. Uh, Would the unions maybe be an impediment to innovation in the education system? What's hard is when these things become bargaining issues as opposed to conversations. You know, it's hard when it all gets mixed into bargaining um, because I think there, I think there's no question that part of everybody's learning has to happen or will happen online. Look at the world we live in. Um, what we have to make sure that we're not doing is just making this choice as a way to save money and have fewer teachers, but actually thinking about it from an educational point of view. Is there a way of embedding, you know, do we have to have two compulsory courses, which nobody else in North America does, or, do, or should we be paying more attention to how do we embed parts of online learning in a whole bunch of courses? So it's. I think that you know, we have to make sure with those kinds of things that there's an educational reason uh, behind it and that people who are very, very pro online learning, there's a kind of across the board agreement that to suddenly introduce this in what is now like eight months is hard and problematic. So we, we just have to think through it, but it does, it becomes harder when all of it becomes a bargaining issue because 
it, it feels a little bit as if you're having an education conversation, uh, that the education conversation is different than the bargaining conversation. Yeah, brinksmanship, I guess, enters into the equation. Annie, always interesting to talk. I appreciate your time this afternoon. No problem. Thank you very much. You got it. Bye-bye. Annie Kidder, Exec Director, Founder of People for Education. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.